So welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast. This is where we explore the new game-changing understanding that can unlock new levels of performance, resourcefulness, and well-being in the workplace. Join us if you want to be part of the new breed of leaders in business. Join us if you're fed up with the conventional echo chamber. And join us if you want to be part of the new revolution in understanding how the mind works and recognize that we are more than just our psychology and that that can lead to better results. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast. Now today, I'm very lucky to be joined by Dr. Amy Johnson and she's from the US and slightly different guest to normal in that... um, uh, Amy works with a whole range of clients, including people in the business world. But mainly what she does is she helps people with change, whatever context of change that might be. And I think she'll be fascinating for us to talk to because she's really, really good at what she does. And I think she'll bring some insights to this conversation about change. So welcome, Amy. Hi, Pierce. Thanks for having me. Absolutely welcome. Now, could you just give people just a little... Um, intro and just a couple of minutes on your background and how come you got to be doing the work you're doing at the moment? Yeah, well, I, um, I have been fascinated with psychology and how the mind works and all of those things since I was really young, actually, way younger than I should have been fascinated. <laughs> I should have been outside playing or something and I was you know, thinking about why people do the things they do. Um, so I, I studied psychology formally and kind of expected to go down a more traditional path with that. Um, And, you know, in my studies and explorations, just kind of saw, I don't know that this is really where it's at. It still felt like there's more to us as humans than, um, than, you know, treating disorders and talking about problems all the time. So long story short, I mean, I just kind of looked at different modalities like you have studied and practiced in all kinds of different ways and found myself to this kind of conversation that, that you share on your podcast and, and um, looking at how the human mind works, but even what's bigger than the human mind and, and what's behind the whole thing. And, and, and in all the things I've done myself and studied and, and applied with clients, this hands down is just so incredible and effective and, and I just love it. So that's how I got here. Um, yeah, and I could relate to what you're saying because it's similar, although you've had a much more um, qualified background than me in that in you're a doctor and, and doctor of psychology and I, uh, I didn't do that. I sort of came at this another way, but it's, it's been through an exploration of uh, working with other modalities, tools and techniques and strategies and then coming across this one um, and realizing, wow, that does create the game changer. So how would you describe the difference about what you do now in the, in the work of these principles um, compared to what you're doing before. How would you describe that in a, in a kind of nutshell? I know that's a bit of a tough question because it's hard to describe in a nutshell, but how, how would you sort of say the key differences are? Well, one of the key differences um, is that before I was trying to help people fix something, so looking at your life, like I literally was taught, okay, open the conversation with what's bothering you most today. <laughs> you know, so really like, okay, what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? How can we better that problem? It was always about changing or fixing something people didn't like. And 
and although that's why people come for help and coaching and that kind of stuff often, um, so there's still an element of that. The focus is very different now. Now it's at helping people see more, like exploring how we work and what's already working. You know, like what's what's good. And I don't mean that in a positive thinking, Pollyanna kind of way, like let's just focus on the good stuff. But looking at someone's health and the health that we all have versus looking at where they're experiencing some lack of health. Okay. And it's interesting what you say there, because you don't just mean, you know, let, let's just have more of the positive thinking on the things you have the positive thinking on, which is kind of like a, uh, almost like an appreciative inquiry approach, which is play to your strengths. Right. My sense is what you're saying is let's look at the system, the, the, the human system, the mind, and see how that works and then go from there rather than the content of what that system produces. Is, is that sort of what you're saying? Exactly. I mean, in a weird way, it's kind of taking this person who says, you know, here's what's wrong in my life and here's what I want to change and me, me, me and saying, okay, that's nice, but we're not going to talk about you. (laughs) Let's talk about you less. And I promise you'll like it. (laughs) Like it will help the things you're talking about, but this isn't all about you and the content, like you said, and how it showed up in your life yesterday so much as it's about let's back way up and see how do, how do we all work? Like, what do we all have in common here? Yes. So absolutely. It's about the nature of the system rather than what the system produces or even about self. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of people will go, well, I need to know about me and how my beliefs and my habits and my personalities, and then I can break them and move forward. But we're talking about something very different. And, and you said something very interesting before we press record, which is, Often people start in the known and they start in the form and uh, what we're doing here is different. So how do you describe that? Well, what, what do you mean when people, you know, were saying, oh, well, normally we start in the known and start in the form. Well, what, what, what do you mean by that? And what's different about what you do now? Yeah. So, um, I mean, like a common example is, you know, say someone wants to um, stop drinking so much or stop smoking. I have a lot of clients that are trying to get over habits or they just know that they're really stressed out at work and they want to feel less stress. So naturally, naturally, where we go is, okay, here's where the problem is. Here's the thing. I drink too much. I stress too much, whatever that is. Now, how can I tweak that? Like, what things should I do? What behaviors should I bring in? What changes to to my thoughts or my feelings should I make so that I can feel different, you know, have a different experience? And that is the most logical, understandable thing in the world. Of course, that's what we do, right? That's the problem that's like in our faces all day, every day. And so we bring that and say, help me fix this. And, and so it's totally logical, totally understandable from, from that way of seeing it. But, but what that does is it keeps us so limited in continuing to look at this thing as if it's this fixed, solid thing that we just want to better. And we try to better it and do that with more thinking, <laughs> you know, mm. like, like, which is kind of the level at which it's created to begin with. So this is kind of a, kind of a funny thing, but like, you know, seeing that, okay, sure, there's this whole place our mind goes when we want to make something happen or have some kind of change and we go to work and do it. And all of that is kind of at that level of our psychology. So we're in that psychological realm with our thinking, excuse me, with our thinking saying, 
Let's have better thinking. Let's have better feeling. Let's have better behaviors. And it, you know, and it is all in that kind of psychological form level, but there's another place to look. And we don't tend to look there because it's invisible <laughs> until someone points out to us, hey, like you do here, you know, hey, there is another place to look, by the way. And that's that bigger system seeing what's behind all of this. So rather than saying, oh, I think I'm going to try to, you know, go down to only drinking, you know, on Saturdays, or I think I'm going to, you know, reduce my workload so that I can feel less stress. Well, let's look deeper and see, wow, where does your experience of stress come from to begin with? Like where, why do you drink to begin with? And I don't mean why, like reasons, but let's look at kind of the thought, the, the level beneath all those thoughts and feelings. I think it's a really nice way of putting it in that we try to solve things from our psychology that are yeah. created by our psychology from the level of thinking that created it in the first place, you know. And I remember years and years and years ago, it was actually before I got into this understanding, I, I heard a, uh, a little story about this uh, problem solver, this troubleshooter in the Silicon Valley and he used to go around uh, finding businesses and helping them. And he, he was known for fixing the, all the really challenging problems. And someone said to him, wow, you, you must make a fortune and you must go around fixing all these really complex problems. He said, no, 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 no. I would never fix a complex problem. I'd wait till it looked obvious to me, then fix it, right? And not knowing what I know now, it was just like a nice story back then. But now I go, oh, he, he was sort of, in our terms, waiting for a realization of some clarity to see the problem for what it was and not try and solve the problem from the problem, right? So it, it needs to almost phoenix. Our, our thinking needs to dis completely dissolve about it and we see it fresh. And then how to solve it becomes, like, well, often the problem itself is gone when, yeah. when we see it like that and there's nothing to solve. Or we just get a, a new appreciation of it and it becomes much easier. And that's sort of, you know, going beyond our psychology. But I guess the question people might be asking is, okay, well, was that guy just good at that? H how come some people can do that? You know, can you teach someone that? Um, how would you respond to that? Well, it's so interesting. I love that story because it really kind of brings up this thing of like, what is a problem? kind of goes even deeper, you know, like, well, yeah. what are these things we're calling problems to begin with? Because, you know, I would have heard that too at one point and been like, oh, so he's just going to bury his head in the sand. He's just going to go off and, you know, oh, I'll just, like we said earlier, like, I'll just focus on nicer things. And it can sound like it's that sort of thing when problems look like they're actual, real, stable things out in the world that need solving. But when we start to see, oh, wait a minute, a problem, and it uh, doesn't matter what it is, right? A problem like stress or a habit or something, a, you know, a thing at work you can't solve or whatever that is, a block, a creative block, whatever problems people have, what is that really? Let's say, you know, try this out listening at home. Like what if a problem is nothing but a bunch of jumbled up thinking? then yes, anyone can do this. It has nothing to do with that guy or any one person or, you know, it's, it's about seeing, okay, when I experience a problem that can only ever be, honestly, only ever be that my mind is just racing really fast and I'm having all kinds of thinking about something. And the more that settles down, the clearer it's going to get. Now, there are things in life, obviously, I'm not saying, you know, that if, 
if uh, your house is on fire, there's not something to do about that. But we're always going to have that that clear that improved clarity and focus and kind of you know know what to do more and more. It's going to look simple as our mind settles down. And what do you think helps people more consistently see that it's the mind? Because well, I think what you're saying is, it makes total sense to me and, and hopefully some of you out there as well, but that once you see that it's, the problem is just the creation of the mind and that dissolves, you get a resourcefulness to solve it, right? Or even for it to disappear. But what is it that helps people see that more consistently? Well, what is it in the work that you do and, and probably myself as well that helps people more consistently catch that? I think just seeing how it works and knowing that this isn't, um, you know, the kind of the stuff that we share. I always have my clients and students in my school, like start, start the whole program with this question of like, what if this is true? So don't give yourself, now obviously you need to use your own common sense and let your own feelings guide you through things and do what resonates with you. But at the same time, you know, to also kind of come into this conversation of let me set all my doubts and the way that life has worked, looked like it works to me for the lat for my entire life, you know, usually 30, 40, 50 years for the people we're working with, 60 years. It's looked that way for this, for that long. But let me set that aside and step into this and say, okay, what if, let me just put myself in that mindset of like, what if this really is how it works? Like, what if what we're saying is actually the way it works, that, that problems are made of thought, <laughs> they're a bunch of thinking, and that as our thinking settles down, we see more clearly. It, it kind of helps people be, you know, some people are there more easily and naturally than others, but to really kind of look at something with that open mind like that and fall into it, it, you know, we, there's such a logic and a resonance to this that when we can kind of get ourselves at least there, we do start seeing evidence of it all over the place. I think, I think that's right, isn't it? And we were talking before, weren't we, about how come some people don't see this, you know, and and it took me, I, I didn't see this. I was like, well, 35, 36 years old, you know, sort of whatever, you know, eight, nine, 10 years ago. And how come? How come? And it's because we're so invisibly normalized to see it the way we think it works. And our ego's got a stake in that too. So when someone says something a little different, it's like, well, I don't think so. And what we're really, what what you're saying earlier is just, we have to ask people to press pause on their current view of what they think is going on to see this. And that really increases the chances of the fertility of this to them because there is a logic to it once you see it because, you know, I'm never saying to my clients, believe me, I'm just saying, go have a look, right? But I would make a suggestion, go have a look, but press pause on the current view of the world first because if you go and have a look for your current thinking, you'll come back with your current thinking. That's just basically the echo chamber of how the mind works. So it's, it's, but again, it's what you said earlier, you can't really start from the place of let me fix this because let me fix this, you're already in it. Yeah. So you have to almost go upstream to come back downstream, Yeah, which a lot of people don't seem to have time to do or feel useful. Um, I mean, what would you say gets in the way of this? What would you say? It's just so unfamiliar. We are so in our heads. We just live in our thinking. I mean, we all do, no matter what we know or see, but we just live in that thinking so much that 
And we're so used to thinking things through and working it out and having it fit how we want things to fit, you know, and we do that without even realizing we're doing it. So I think it's just so unfamiliar and sometimes it can feel scary and vulnerable because here again, as a person who wants some kind of change or has some kind of problem, you know, in their life or whatever, and, and we're saying, okay, yeah, you have a bunch of thinking about how this might get solved. And you want me to come into your world and solve it that way. But I'm going to, I'm asking you to step over into this completely different world and look at it my way. And, and I think that's scary. And especially again, when someone's like, well, I, that's fine, but I have a deadline. I'm about to lose my job because I'm procrastinating too much. Or I've been drinking, you know, nonstop for two years and my health is suffering or whatever that is. There's that urgency and rush and our mind gets involved and our mind just says, nope, I know, I know, I know, do it my way, do it this way. So it's, I mean, that's what, what I think we're kind of up against in I, that. Yeah, I think that's nicely expressed. And I remember years ago, someone saying to me, well, understanding alone won't change this, right? And, and that was the comment, like, well, you're just telling me to understand things differently and that's going to make, as if that's going to make a difference. Surely I've got to do stuff or be stuff. And I was like, no, 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 this is just understanding, right? Yeah. Which might sound a bit theoretical, abstract or pointless, but actually when you realize it's only that that made it look like that in the first place, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that, there's a logic in that. And, but it's, it's different because everyone wants to dive in to do or fix and that gets exaggerated when there's a perceived sense of pressure, like a boss or a business result or something or, or a relationship at stake. Yeah. Um, and we don't think we've got time to do the step back bit. Um, and the first thing we're saying to our clients is, look at, look at how the mind works before we fix your problem. Yeah. Um, and people go, no, I, I need something more concrete. I mean, how, how, do you, how do you, if you had a client who is, what? A client who's potentially going to be, let's say you've got a business person comes to you and they realize they're a little bit stressed. Maybe they've got some business pressure going on. They want to get better work-life balance. They want to just be more relaxed at work. They want to change some of their habits to help them do that. And what would you do if they said, well, I, but yeah, but I don't, I don't get why looking at how the mind works is going to make a difference to this. Surely we need to get into fixed mode. How, how do you address that when they first come to you? I mean, like the first thing that comes to mind, and I'm sure I'd say this often, is, you know, the, the fixed mode way, let's just look at how that's gone for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I mean, especially people who are successful in, in work and business and life. Like, I mean, they, we've, we can all fix a lot of stuff. That's not really the issue. That's just what we're used to thinking is the issue. We need a better fix. But I mean, that's probably what I would do with a lot of people is say, okay, let's look at how you've tried to solve this problem thus far, because they don't really run for help immediately. They mm -hmm. go to their own resources. And, you know, that way, doesn't work. So sometimes building a case and, you know, and for anyone listening too, just to see that like, hey, we're, we're spinning our wheels as the feeling when we have a problem. We're spinning our wheels and we don't know what to do. So it's kind of silly to hire someone to help you or to look outside for help, but then insist that we do it the same way that we've been doing it. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, so, you know, the, the time pressure thing that I don't have time for that, or it looks vague or, you know, yeah, but how's it going to go and all of that. It's funny because that's so common. You know, we know like that's totally how it looks in the very beginning. But it's built into this understanding that we share that they start to see through that fairly quickly. 
Because all that means, again, when your mind is saying, I have a problem, there's no solution, it's black or white, I'm in a rush, I need it fixed now, I can't go on like this. Those are all just signs of a really busy mind. And that literally is the problem. Mm. That is what a problem is, is a busy mind, you know? So, so we start to, again, all we can do is like start to show them more and more about, no, here's how this system works. Like, see, when your mind has all this urgency, that's your alarm system. That's, that's a wake-up call for you to see, oh, when I'm urgent, that's my mind creating more problem. And so it becomes, to, it starts to like unravel what their mind is creating. And in many ways, it is the complete opposite because, you know, like we get urgent and stressed out and we put our foot on the gas and want to go faster and do more. And the complete opposite is what's helpful. But, mm. you know, it is a bit of someone being, being able to kind of say, okay, I'm going to, I like how you said that, I'm going to press pause on how I think it should go and just, just sit in your way a little bit and see what, what I start to see there. It's, it's so interesting, isn't it, how our conditioning has hoodwinked us because what we're saying is a lot of that sentient feedback, those feelings of urgency or pressure, is actually the intelligence of the system saying, hey, you're not using your mind that well at the moment. It's producing some rubbish. Yeah. You know? And actually that, that feedback is telling you to back off, right? To, to back off the thinking, the fixing, the solving. And it's giving you some like really helpful information, but we've been invisibly conditioned to think, oh, that means I've got to speed up, right? Yeah. That, that, and it's, it's that counterintuitive thing of, you know, slow down on the inside to speed up on the outside. Um, but we've got that backwards and, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's funny in a meeting, if I'm like facilitating a workshop or something, you know, people go, well, oh, we've got half an hour to go. We, we, we better get to the result. And I'm like, no, if it feels urgent, we need to do the opposite right? Yeah. Now, it's not per se about fast and slow. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's a deeper piece than that, but it is counter, isn't it? It, it is counter to what most of us have been taught, that yeah. the feedback from the system we're just hearing wrong. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of, for me, like another missing piece that I see, and, and I'm sure you do too, and that is we're so used to being hanging out in our heads, again, that like it's really hard sometimes for some people to kind of get a sense of what there is beyond our intellect, beyond our head. So that, you know, when that looks like a big void or a, or a black box or someone's like, well, I don't think I'm anything. I'm just my head. It's going to be a lot tougher. We have, a, mm. it might not be tougher, but we have more, more to do, more to point them toward, you know, for when, when people kind of have a sense, because you say, you know, okay, well, why don't you just slow down, get quiet, see what comes up from within you. They're like, well, I'm pulling the strings in life. What do you mean? <laughs> if I'm not pulling strings, nothing's going to happen. And, and so, yeah, there's a whole sort of pointing education piece sometimes, exploring piece around, well, wait a minute, what is there beyond your mind, your intellect? Have you really been the one that's responsible for all your successes thus far, you know, and helping them see all that's, that's there working already? Well, 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 let's talk about that for a couple of minutes because that, that's one can argue that kind of, you could call that the spiritual side of what we're doing. I mean, yeah. it isn't really the spiritual side. It's, it's full stop what we're doing, but we're pointing people to see the spiritual nature of what it is, you know, in our human experience. And, but it, it, there's a nothingness to it because people will say things like, well, look inside, look beyond your thinking, go quiet, um, let it come through you, all these phases. Now, 
if that doesn't resonate with someone, it means pretty much nothing, right? They're like, what, what are you on about? You know? Yes. So how do you, what is, how would you describe that to someone who's like, well, I don't know what you mean, spiritual side of me. I don't, I don't have one, right? You might, I don't. Yeah. How would you describe that, you know, to someone? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a tough thing to, to, <laughs> to nutshell because <laughs> everyone's different, you know, and you kind of go in where, where the person is. And it definitely is like the word that you've used a few times, exploration. It is. It's not a, okay, here's how it works. Okay, here's who you are. <laughs> you know, it is a mutual exploration with the person. But what I love to, to um, sometimes like where the conversation might go or where that exploration might go is like, well, what happens when, you know, right before you fall asleep at night? Mm. Or do you remember when you were five? Or do you remember seeing a child who's five? And, and they use their head a lot. And they have a developing intellect that they turn to often. But, but you notice how they don't seem to camp out there. How, you know, and like kind of just pointing out some of those types of things. I mean, you can also just go for like, the big answer of like, hey, we're all energy and like this is how our experience works and you know, like kind of kind of go in there. But I think I love the kind of practical examples. And every single person I've ever seen, no matter what they're caught up in or up against, they all have moments of peace, of relative peace anyway. So you even just with a with a person who's really caught up in something, hey, what about, you know, last Monday when you had that really nice lunch and you weren't thinking about work at all and you weren't stressed? Like you didn't have to make that happen. You didn't have to clear the decks. You didn't have to think about something else. That fell away. And what you saw there when all your thinking fell away, well, tell me about that. Because that's full of creativity and peace and resourcefulness. I, I bang on. I, I was with a CEO yesterday, client, and um, he just had a baby. And I was like, great, because I've now got a new way to just join the dots for him and just go, mm-hmm. you know, that feeling he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm a gibbering idiot. I'm just like full of love. And I'm like, that, that helps you get work done here. Yes. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> how, how, how does that, you know, the, the, the feeling of, that I've got when I look into my baby's eyes, help me be more creative and get better results in the work? But how does that help the profit and loss statement right and it, and and it, i suppose what we're doing is i mean in any context we're helping people see that that spiritual nature of us that spiritual dimension it's not a not a woo woo thing just for a sunday afternoon right it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a robust attribute of the system which actually creates designs and runs the system but we've kind of demystified it because it is an ineffable, mysterious thing, but therefore we don't understand how it fits into the puzzle. And I suppose what we're doing is helping people explore that so they can see that dimension is, is part of the makeup of what we are day to day. And it has, it's both profound and practical in, yes. in how it turns up. Um, and I think a lot of us, well, me, me included, wrote it off years ago. Well, that's just what people do in church or that's what they do when they hug trees. That's got no room in business or helping me stop drinking. Um, Joining the dots, really, I guess. And that's all it is. It's like just pointing out something that we've, we don't really acknowledge. Like we've written it off or we're not really aware of it. It's invisible. It's kind of vague, you know, but, but it is a really fun thing of just saying, hey, 
the more we look here and what you and I see all the time in our work is like just looking there a little bit, being aware of it, starting to, to see how it fits into everything. We just, people just start to have the eyes to see it. Mm. We just didn't know. We didn't know to look. We didn't, we saw it, but we didn't, you know, we couldn't recognize it. But once we kind of thingify it in a way, you know, and like kind of say, hey, no, there is a place to look here and here's how it shows up. Suddenly we start seeing it everywhere. And it's amazing what that does. And if you, and, and I remember when we were at a conference in Prague last year and you, you shared a story and we, I, you know, probably don't have time to do the full story, but do, do you find with your clients that, particularly ones in business, that once they, they come to you for kind of like a, oh, less anxiety or less stress pillies, but they end up getting a whole load more than they, they sort of asked for yes. and it helps them in all their leadership capacity. You know, do, do, you, do you find that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's the coolest thing. And, you know, I mean, often it helps them in those other ways before it helps them in the way that they came for, mm-hmm. <laughs> as we know, you know, we hear yeah. that all the time, but yes, because it isn't about the content. You know, it really isn't. It's like anything that that we're caught up in, a, a problem is a bunch of thinking. And as we see more about how this whole system works, I mean, wherever we have a bunch of thinking, it's helped. Yeah. And and as you say, once you see it somewhere, you see it somewhere else because you can reverse join the, join the dots. And I, and I guess that's our job because in, in a way the human system is designed to have realization for, for, for one set of thinking to drop and a new set to come through, that that's part of the, the system. And that's happening anyway, although we can get really stuck and spin our wheels. But w- when we're pointing people to see the nature of the system, it makes that more consistent because we can go, well, that wasn't fluke or luck that happened. That's because yeah. the system's designed that way. And innocently, you were doing a few things with your psychology that were getting in the way. You were running psychological interference. And once we point people to what psychological interference is, which they didn't know what it was, they thought it was helping and we're going, actually, no, it's hindering. And they see the nature of the system. They join the dots and they get a more pervasive, sustainable change, which is just beautiful, isn't it? And a lot more than what they came for. Yeah. Um, So just, I mean, times are ticking with these podcasts as it always is. Is there anything you would say towards the end that, you know, from your experience, if if you had a, if you knew you had an audience of, business folk listening out there, what would you say to them? You know, what would be your kind of tip or recommendation um, that you would sort of say that would kind of synopsis or sum up what are some of the things we've been talking about? Yeah, I think, um, you know, get, get curious about where those great ideas, um, that energy that you have to do all the things you do, like where does that come from? So for anyone who's listening that feels, you know, like very much like it's all on me, because I think that's just so common. (laughs) It's just everywhere, right? Like it's all on me and I have to be doing it and I don't have time to look at this other direction and I have stuff to do, you know, get curious about what fuels all of that energy you have, all that creativity you have, like what's behind the part that we're looking at. We look at our tasks and yes, we all have tasks to do and things in the world and that's wonderful. But, you know, what if there's something like that wind in our sails, you know, something kind of behind that that we can just start to be curious about and look toward? Because like we're saying um, toward the end here, it's like when we just have the eyes to see it, when we just know that there's something beyond what we see and what we're doing, you start seeing it everywhere. It really is kind of exponential and it grows from there. And, and I think that's, 
so powerful because there are a lot of people out there who, you know, day in, day out in the business world, it's, it's a struggle. You know, it's like they start thinking about it on Sunday afternoon that they've got Monday coming up and they want to wait for the weekend. So there's a weight on their shoulders. And what we're saying is, hey, it doesn't have to be like that. There is another direction to look in that there is the wind to your sails. And once you get your own eyes for that, it, it will take the weight off. You, you'll get more done. You'll enjoy it more. I mean, you'll still be active. There's still things, you know, we do in life, of course, but you'll do it with more mojo, more spring in your step. And it's just, we're just so innocently, invisibly looking in the wrong direction. So um, I think that's a great, great piece to sort of leave us on. Um, but what I'll say at the end is for people, and I'm going to put some details in the... Um, show notes about this. Um, Amy has some really good online resources. I'm slightly jealous of them, um, but I, I recommend my clients to look at them too. Uh, she's written a, a wonderful book about habits and change and some got great online programs, really accessible, really good. So I would suggest people check it out. Um, I'll put some links in um, because she's got a lovely way of explaining it, which you've probably just noticed. So... Um, Amy, thank you so much for coming on and, and joining us. Um, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. It could go on for hours and hours, but we probably need to keep it to this amount of time. But thank you so much. Thank you, Ferris. It was great talking with you. Likewise. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please reach out and leave us a review and a comment. If you want more info, check out makingchangework.co.uk or Piers Thurston on LinkedIn.